When things go wrong, you're scared. Knowledge is power. There's a lot about this virus that we don't know. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Shauna Theriault and Jacob Keen. All right. Uh, we have a situation we want to talk about. Believe it or not, this is a radio show about financial markets and uh, financial planning and various other things. Yeah, not just her wallet, but your wallet. <laughs> it's, it's everyone's wallet. Let's yeah. talk about that. So, uh John and Ava are in their mid-70s, uh, recently uh, took out an RMD early in the year. That's the required minimum distribution. That's true. And uh, it's actually not required in 2020 at this point so because of the CARES Act. And well, that's yeah. the way it turned out. Yeah. However, the government did go back. The IRS said um, that you have until August 31st to redeposit your money. But they have a question, and the question is, uh, John would actually prefer the option of rolling his RMD, which he already took, into a Roth IRA. And he he has a few questions. He wants to know, number one, is that even possible? Uh, number two, are there any nuances that he needs to be aware of? And are there any drawbacks? And Shauna... Since you are CFP, although I left that out of all of your other designations in the initial segment of this radio show, I'm going to kick this to you, and uh, hopefully you can give us all the answers we ever wanted to know about John and Ava and the fact that John took his RMD for 2020, could turn it back in, but decided maybe he would rather change it into a Roth. And for those Absolutely. that... The, for those that don't know, do you years. mind, Sean, I'll, I'll just step out. So basically he's got a traditional IRA, meaning that he took the money out before it was taxed. And as he withdraws the money from that account, which RMD, it's required, the government forces you to take money out. Instead of doing that, which he's already done and paid the tax on, uh, theoretically he will by the end of the, the tax year next year, um, he wants to put it in a Roth for saving without tax from here forth. And I'm sorry, Shauna, I'll kick it to you now. How about that? <laughs> Absolutely. No, this is one of those years that I'm really excited about. I mean, I know there's been a lot of trials and tribulations, but there's a lot of planning opportunities. So I don't know, back in 2010, you know, when 08 and 09 happened, they allowed you to convert your Roth and spread the taxes over two years to 2011 and 2012. So, you know, once in a lifetime opportunity. This is another opportunity that is, you know, out there that can be huge, especially if we have a market pullback again. I know we're flat for the year. Um, you know, if you have, let's say you have $100,000 in required minimum distribution that you have to take out, but you don't need to spend, you know, if you have other resources you can spend from, such as a taxable account, a bank account, a brokerage account, you can actually either put that money back in and not incur the taxes or as you know, John's talking about, be able to put it into a Roth. So you don't even have to put the whole thing. You can say, uh, I want to put 50000 into a Roth. Um, and then you're, you really are still, you're getting money into a Roth IRA, but you're in a better tax position than you're normally in. And it but, does a few things. So it allows it to grow tax-free, but also it helps reduce your future requirement on distributions too, because any money you get out of your IRA, you know, because it's calculated each year based on the year in value. Um, from from the previous is, year. Correct. 
Right. So um, previous years, so if next year, you know, your account balance is a little bit lower, either from market going down or you getting money out of your IRA, then it, it can help with how much you have to distribute in that next tax year. Right. If that sense. Yes. So there's a couple different plays. Um, so absolutely, you can roll it back in and just say, you know, deposit it into the Roth and treat it as um, a Roth conversion. But what I would do, and you don't have to do it this way, is put it back into your IRA and then convert it. And the reason why is because when you look at the rule, there's an IRS rule that says, you know, in a 12-month cap period, a 12-month year, you can have one time where you take money out of your IRA and then roll it back into your IRA. So you can essentially borrow for 60 days, and that's the 60-day rollover rule that they have lifted and allow you to put it back by August 31st for the year. Okay? okay. So you can still only do this in one 12-month period. So if you put it back in your IRA now and then convert it to a Roth, you're leaving yourself open if you need to borrow again next year. Now, if you have a required minimum distribution, you're not going to borrow, but you could take out you know, your IRA distribution plus an amount you want to borrow and put back if you're in a financial strain, et cetera. So it just, it leaves that rule open for you. Um, so if in 12 months and in a 12 month period, you know, you're faced with that, you have the option, you didn't use it up to put it in a rock, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, so it, it is absolutely, I think it's a great tool this year and something to look at. You know, there, there is, I've had a lot of questions about the income um, limits for a Roth conversion. There is no income limits for a Roth conversion. There used to be. There are no longer. So, you know, normally if you have 100000 required minimum distribution, and let's say you want to convert fifty to an IRA, you have to, or excuse me, to a Roth, you have to take the first 100000 out first and then convert fifty, and you're taxed on that full $150,000. So this is a unique year that you don't have to take that 100000 and you can simply decide to roll, you know, convert some to a Roth. We were talking about a situation um, where John and Ava took their RMD earlier this year, and uh, now, uh, although they've gotten a, a reprieve from the IRS uh, saying that they can put it back in before August 31st, They've got a new plan, and what they'd like to do is put that in a Roth IRA. I know you laid out the fact that it is something that can be done. Uh, there are a few things that you have to know um, as to how to do it, and obviously you would owe tax on the money that you withdrew, which would be similar situation as last year, but you would put it back into the Roth. And I, I told you that, uh, you know, I had a few questions about the strategy you had mentioned, number one, it reduces the amount that's in your traditional IRA so you wouldn't be forced to take as big an RMD going forward. But I wanted to say, I mean, are there other strategic reasons why you might want to be doing this? Absolutely. And to piggyback on what you're saying, in a Roth IRA, if it's your own IRA, you do not, you do not have to take required minimum distributions. So we can just sit there and simply grow while you're taking required minimum distributions from your traditional. Um, the other thing can help. It helps having, you know, multiple buckets to draw from. And what I mean by that, let's say later in life, um, you know, you're taking your 100000 required minimum distribution, but then, you know, maybe you have some medical expenses that are above the amount that you withdraw, et cetera. Maybe you're starting to move into, you know, assisted living or something like that. 
it, it gives you a tax-free option to draw from, okay? Now, right. if you already have other assets outside of that, such as a bank account or brokerage account that are not in retirement accounts, we would recommend pulling from there first before the Roth. So it kind of gives you a way to manage, you know, future taxes potentially and more options to you. Um, the other thing is for your heirs, you know, if you're in your 70s, it's probably not going to benefit you as much as it will your heirs. Um, just because, you know, it, it doesn't have a longer time to grow, if you will. Um, so the only benefit to you may be, you know, pre-planning for your heirs or, you know, lowering that asset value like we talked about or the, you know, managing tax ideas. It just really depends how long you live, right? So with the heirs, with the SECURE Act, it used to be you would, you know, if you inherit a non-spouse, so if, if your spouse passes away and inherits your IRAs and your Roth IRAs, then they can treat it as their own and it would still work the same that you're currently, that it's working for you. So okay? you draw it according to your life expectancy, right? Correct. And then the Roth would not have a required minimum distribution sim similar to what you have today. Now, your children or your heirs are a different story. Um, it was written into tax code that they could spread those distributions, they do have to start taking distributions the year after you pass away or your spouse passes away, whoever has the money last and gets, you know, from the gets it to the heirs. They have to start passing or distributing the money rather over their lifetime. The SECURE Act, and then we've talked about it on the show that came into play this year, is now they're saying you have to spread it over 10 years and it has to be exhausted within 10 years. Right. So they cannot do it over their lifetime any longer. But there's still a play here, right? So Let's say, for example, let's say you're 75 and you put money into a Roth IRA, you convert it, you said you're 100000 you decided you're going to put it into the Roth and convert it because you don't have the required. Well, let's say you live another 10 years and now you're 85, okay? That, that account had a chance to grow for 10 years. So let's say your son inherits it. I'm just making it up. Your son now inherits his $100,000 um, and they can hold it for 10 years technically 11 because it's how many, but you, they hold it for 10 years. So it could grow theoretically in that scenario if they didn't take it out for 20 years right. tax-free. And when they take it out, it's tax-free as well. Um, but, you know, when you take it out and you put it into, you know, an account, then it starts having dividends, interest, yeah. things like that, and becomes it, taxable. Yeah, it so recharacterizes. It, it them to do, now, if they immediately take it out, then you've missed the play. Um, if they need the money and they take it out and distribute, it's still not taxable to them, but it's not allowing it to grow tax-free for that long, right, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So there, that's just a couple of different strategies and looking at it. Um, it's not as lucrative as it was before now that they have to take it out within 10 years. Sure. Um, but it still is a play if they're able to hold on to it for 10 years and then you, you know, live long enough to make it worthwhile. It still gives options and um, you know, if you're, if you're in a similar tax position, then, you know, and you may even be in a less tax position if you have, you know, if you have taxable accounts, this may be a year that, you know, you or your advisor can take losses against your account. So maybe your capital gains aren't as high as it were last year. But that's not always the case because you've seen what the market's done. It's rebound, now it's flat. So, you know, there may not be opportunities, but there could be in the future if we don't think everything opens as yeah, fast you, as we want it to. That's an interesting thought, Sean. I looked just a, a week or so ago, and we weren't quite back to, to uh, fully reflated, but there were only 130 of the 500 S&P companies that uh, actually had rebounded fully. So we still had a lot of losses. There probably are quite a few uh, that could be uh, used to offset your tax situation this year. Um, 
assuming that you have a well-diversified portfolio. If you just owned the f- top names in uh, technology, you probably got some taxes still. Yeah, you, you could probably just go ahead and retire if you did that. Yeah, well, that's the other case, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, who who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> All right, Shauna. Well, we appreciate your answer in that regard. And uh, John and Ava, we surely hope that uh, you can get that ironed out. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll have that and more when you come back. First things first, I'm going to say all the words inside my head. I'm fired up and tired of the way that things have been. Oh, the way that things have been. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.